Welcome to Talking Not Renting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today the episode is Trust Yourself. Mm, hard, hard sometimes. And this came up, uh, you and I had breakfast, I think three or four weeks ago, and we threw out a bunch of things. And uh, <laughs> just for disclosure, uh, I was writing it at lunch today and I went, I don't think we said more than just the name of it. I don't think we exchanged any ideas on it in our production meeting. We had talked about another, uh, a couple other topics uh, that we've already recorded on. So I sent you a 911 text and uh, you ignored me, Greg, until much later in the day. So uh, you and I just had a really quick conversation. And I, I really think this has actually worked out well because this is so personal. Uh, mm. in in who you are and how do you approach work and the people you work with or work for that uh, you and I were sitting there and we're just kind of quickly exchanging ideas. And I think this is very personal mm -hmm. uh, to both of us mm -hmm. individually and probably to our listeners as well. So I'm just hoping that we have a good discussion today and that people find it helpful and perhaps uh, is useful in their discussions. Yeah, I think you're right. It's interesting because this whole idea and, and what our podcast is really about is how do you create a space uh, and then in those spaces in particular, how do you trust yourself? So I think this would be really interesting because I, I, I'll tell you, I've been in, in environments where uh, they didn't create the safest place for me to trust myself. And in fact, it created an environment where I doubted myself a lot and it created spin and stuff. So we're going to talk about that. So how do you create it and, and how do you create it in yourself? So I think that's, uh, it's going to be a good dialogue. It's also part of the process of maturing, whether you're an employee or a manager or a leader, uh, trusting yourself. It's, it's one of those developmental things because we don't start all together. I don't know if we ever arrive at all together, mm -hmm. but certainly during the development process as a person professionally, uh, I think that trust is part of that development process. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And, uh, and, uh, and trust comes with experience and knowledge and, and learning. But we also have instincts. And, you know, mostly our instincts are good if we're really present and focused on the situation. But we, they get pretty cloudy uh, in, the, in the wrong situations. And even if we don't have the full knowledge or experience, often we have really good instincts. And how do we trust ourselves when we don't have the knowledge we don't have that experience, but we really have an insight that's based upon something we've seen, heard, or experienced that might be perfect for that moment. And unfortunately, sometimes environments don't create a space for us to to trust our, ourselves. So we're, I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I think so as well. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we've both been managers on and off for a very long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're always going to start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. So trust yourself. So Greg, how do you see uh, from your side that this, uh, what this discussion is kind of all about? I think we've already talked about it a fair bit, but yeah, but it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, this is, and this is a free, a free flowing one for, for folks that are listening this time. But for me, this whole idea of trusting yourself, um, I think the majority of us don't trust ourselves. I think we get caught up in the spin 
Um, either I don't have enough knowledge, I'm not strong enough, um, and and you know I I think I told you that I'm listening to this book uh, by this this uh, of course I'm listening to a book uh, I always do but this is by someone by the name of Michael Singer and his book is Living Untethered and uh, part of what he describes is this condition and it really resonated with me and whether it not, does or not uh, it's that we uh, as we're experiencing things we we basically have scars that are on our heads our minds and our hearts and they're filters of which we take everything in and we listen and decide to respond or not and I, I this really resonates as true call them scars call them uh, uh, things that uh, experience experience yeah that we hold on to and and but this uh, the scars is an as a really interesting idea that it kind of blocks us um, and the more scars we have the less likely we're going to trust ourselves the less likely we're going to bring our fullest self to work the less likely we're going to um, express those instincts that are in us and uh, so his his philosophy is, and I've been trying to work on this actually since I've listened to his book a few weeks ago, is how do, you, how do I recognize those blockages? How do I create space? And then how do I uh, uh, push into trusting myself? Uh, and, and I think when, when, when we're in environments where that doesn't exist, when we're in environments that are scar-creating environments... Uh, leaders, you know, that really create a space that is negative and uh, or or uh, intense, or you just don't, you know, yeah, I got to be quiet, I can't say anything, or, or, or I, those are things that are scar building experiences that limit people's ability to trust themselves and therefore to bring their best thing forward, their ideas, their their experiences, their knowledge, their instincts, and I think when you do that, boy, oh boy. You know, we've talked about how bad those environments are. You're not creating anything new. You're not solving any problems. And frankly, you're losing a lot of people because sooner or later, um, you will either leave or even worse, you'll stay and you'll close up. And so nothing ever gets done. And in fact, stuff gets done in a really ineffective way. So uh, obviously, I'm passionate about this. And how do you create a de-scarring environment or environment that allows people to let go of their old scars to really show up. Uh, that's, I think, what this is really an important discussion. Yeah, so for me, uh, and I don't think I'm unique, I have ended up in places that I never intended. Uh, my background was social work. I went to school for social work. I worked in group homes. I worked in a... Uh, a volunteer uh, situation where we uh, help the police with victims of crime. And I think there's a lot of people, especially in our age group, where you look back and like, none of us are doing what we went to school for. It doesn't mean we didn't draw on those experiences and, and the, those lessons learned and stuff like that. So I think in terms of trusting yourself, I think we find ourselves, uh, especially later on in our careers, in situations where there's no way we would envision that. And we end up uh, working with different types of people that we never intended to. And I think some of those experiences I've had were really good. Some were okay. And there's been a, a small minority of them that were just terrible. And I think in those situations, um, you know, that's the problem. Like, what do you do when you find yourself in one of those situations? Even the good ones, you know, if you find yourself in a place that's really different, 
uh, and that there's uh, some knowledge that you have to gain and you have to learn how to work with different types of uh, professionals and stuff like that. And I think that's where a lot of us find each, you know, we end up, you know, I don't know about you, but most of the jobs I've gotten, they're not the ones that were like six weeks processes, you know, interviews after interviews and stuff. Quite a lot, quite often the things that I've uh, ended up doing, I've just fallen into, like it's a telephone conversation Mm -hmm. or somebody tap you on the shoulder or whatever it is. So I, I think this situation where I see that this is really important is that there's a lot of us out there. And I think I would include you in this as well, mm-hmm. right? Where we find ourselves um, in situations we had never guessed that we'd be in. And now we're dealing with perhaps people that uh, understand us. Maybe they don't understand us. Maybe we have a lot of interaction. Maybe we have none. But uh, this is one of these situations where you find yourself sometimes a little bit isolated. Mm-hmm. Or you're going like, who are these folks? Like, what makes them tick? And in those situations, I think this is where it becomes really, really important to trust yourself, to have uh, an appropriate level of, um, of uh, uh, just knowledge and you are good to go and you just feel confident in who you are at the very least. And if during the process of learning how to adapt and, and figure out what, what your job is, maybe you leave, maybe you stay, but just having that confidence and, and kind of relying on yourself, going, okay, what, I am, what am I good at? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What skills or aptitudes do I have? What do I have to learn? Mm-hmm. And do I trust myself that I can learn the things that I need to learn or develop the relationships? So that's where I'm kind of, you know, we had, uh, we just threw this out over breakfast and we talked about a couple of the other subjects a lot, but I gave it some thought today when I had a, an opportunity. I went, you know what? I, I like this one. I think there's a lot to this. And uh, uh, I, I sent Greg a text. I said, listen, the outline for this, it's almost wide open, my friend. So like, not that it really matters anyways, because I think we always take things to where we want them to go anyway, but that's kind of where I'm approaching it. Well, you know, one thing that really struck me, I just love what you just described as your background. Like talk about diverse, um, curious pathway of experience, you know, social work, you know, uh, a, a, a paramilitary, a police uh, into into you know into fraud, in investigation, into tech. So this experience. So you might not. This is what I really really struck me is that you might not have all of the skills and the knowledge in your current role or in your current space, but you have a ton of learning and experience that allows you to see from a unique perspective. And I think this is what the, for me, this big idea around trust yourself is that, you know what, uh, what's the, I think I, I shared this on one of the past podcasts is that the, the likelihood of us being born is first of all, something like 400 trillion to one. So you're here for a purpose. No one has the exact same pathway. We're all different. We've all had different experiences, good, bad, you know, whatever, that shapes us. And therefore, you see a unique perspective that no one else sees. So if you start with the fact that I'm unique, I have a a unique perspective that I can bring to any situation, and then being present in those situations and listening, and then it's tapping into your instinct, because your instinct is just all this wisdom and knowledge that's inside of you, 
that applies to what's in front of you now. And the more we can strengthen that and just look at that and say, huh, wow, this question is bubbling up inside of me, or, or I'm feeling those things. And I've talked about this, the three unarguable conversations or statements I feel, I think I'm, I'm sensing. Those are all great things. You might not know a thing about the technical aspects of what people are talking about, but all that knowledge brings your unique perspective to this conversation. And I'll tell you, I've been in conversations when it's been somebody asking the weirdest question from a really different perspective that all of a sudden opens up the conversation to something different. Um, I don't know if I told this story before, but there's this great, um, I don't know if this is a true story, but I think it's a hydro company up north. And they had a big issue with ice on the lines. They were all trying to figure it out and all trying to figure out all these technical solutions on how to get the ice. Because when the ice gets on the lines, that knocks the power out, right? Uh, so they had this big conversation and this person came in and who wasn't technical at all and said, hey, you know what we should do? We should put honey on the top of the poles. Then bears would climb up and shake it, and then the ice would come off. And everybody looked at this person and said, what are you completely out of? But what it was so out of the box thinking, and the person was kind of joking and made that joke. But you know what? It opened up all these, all kinds of viewpoints. And then someone who was technically said, well, you know, we have helicopters that fly our stuff through. But so if we flew over top, that vibration would the actually... Wash, the wash. Right, right. And so here's a... Nothing to do with technical, but that person trusted themselves to bring a creative, out-of-the-box idea forward. So how do we create space that whoever's at the table, whatever your experience is, can, can say, hey, I got an idea. Yeah, I think this is a really relevant discussion because I'm not unique. Like, there's a lot of people, you're, you yourself, like, like all the places you've worked, like, and now you're a consultant having conversations with people about dealing with other people, people that work for them, trying to figure out where they are. This is a really relevant conversation because if you and I sat down with a bunch of people our age around a table, nobody's doing what they set out to do. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing what they went to school for. There are a small minority of people that probably are, and it's really technical things. Mm -hmm. But like we have lawyers that don't practice as lawyers. We have accountants that don't do accountancy. Like you and I know a whole bunch of people that do a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they've just you know, followed a, you know, opportunities or whatever, decide to make a change, whatever. And they bring all their skill sets with them and all their experience. And then they negotiate and try to figure out what they're doing. I think this is not unique to me. And I don't think it's unique to you as well, my friend. I think this is real life. And whether you've been working for 10 years or 40 years, um, I think this is a very relevant conversation. Well, I think it is too. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading another book right now called The Squiggly Career. And uh, it's it's interesting. It's been I think it came out a few years ago. But what reflect me, you know, it it shows that you know the typical old career was up a step across, up a step across, up a step across. And they say, well, the new career is a squiggy. Looks like a three year old drew a picture, um, and that's exactly what you're saying. But in order to be uh, successful and survive and agile in this world. Um, you got to be curious. You got to trust yourself. You got to ask those questions. You got to step up and be courageous in certain things to step into something that maybe you're not that familiar with. And I think the younger generations are much more 
uh, flexible. And I, I've said this on the podcast a couple times that I think younger and older com, uh, uh, groups are really a lot more similar. So I find, I'm finding more and more commonalities between boomers and Zetters and millennials. Because the, 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 the Zetters and millennials, they're more curious. They're going to try stuff. They're, they're willing to step into things. And the boomers are at the end of their career. And they're done with doing it the old way. I'm like, what do I got to lose? And, you know, so they're going. So there's this nothing to prove, right? There's this common energy, um, and in both cases, they are trusting themselves more. And it is about saying that you know what? I don't know everything, but I have a unique perspective, and I can uh, I can bring that forward. And key, I think, of this thing is how do we become more uh, courageous? First of all, so part of it is understanding and listening to our instincts when they come up. And the second thing is how do I then say something? And and it might be like that that bear story. It might be you know I got a crazy I got a I got a wild idea. Uh, can I throw it out? I know this isn't where we're we're exactly going, but I I don't know. I got I got this I got this 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 wild idea that I want to want to put forward. Uh, is that okay? Well, then yeah, people. So then you set it up that it's a wild idea, and if it falls flat, man, that was a really wild idea, but not going to write. But normally it'll stretch things. So I think that is. Or you know, I've said what's bu- something's bubbling up for me. Does this resonate? You know, there's all kinds of ways in which you can trust yourself and express your ideas in a way that is safer. Um, uh, but it is tough if you're in an environment where someone shuts you down really quickly. And as leaders, it's easy to sometimes under stressful situations and under a need to move things along really fast is we don't have time. And so we shut down some of this stuff, which unfortunately um, can impact. Well, that leads us into our first question. Uh, what are some things as a manager to help steward this situation so that uh, the people that work for us feel that they're in a position where they can trust the, you know, they can trust themselves and have conversations that they play a role mm-hmm. and can contribute to whatever the the goal is. So what are, what do you think are some of the things that managers need to do? Well, I think the first thing we, we say in almost all of our podcasts is know your people. Um, so know your people, who they are. Who are the people that are going to tend to step up? Who are the people that, you know, have brought some uh, really interesting creative things before, but are maybe more quiet? You know, there's a big, uh, lots of really great research around introverts are some, uh, are gold. You know, like the extroverts will always say something, but introverts are gold. So who are your introverts and how do you kind of pull out and create the, them build do what are the trust building things you can you can say and it might be not even in the meeting but it's like asking them outside uh, encouraging their ideas and then asking them when they're in the the meeting themselves so knowing is one the other thing is we've always talked about is knowing yourself so if I'm going into a meeting and I'm stressed and I'm feeling pressured take a breath Create the space in yourself because if you're showing up with a shutdown energy or scar enabling energy, you're going to deliver it. So it's almost so. Those would be the two most important things that I would say. How do you how do you create the space for people to uh, trust themselves, and uh, and how do you know where you're at? I guess the third one that jumps in my mind is how, as a manager, do I model it by trusting myself? And so. The best way to open up is, hey, I'm not sure whether this resonates, but what do you think about this idea and allowing that to go out? You model the behavior for people 
trusting their instincts and going forward and even saying, you know, when I'm trying to tap into my my broader experience, and I encourage you to do this as well, because sometimes, you know, almost set it up that those, the, the, we all have unique viewpoints and I want to hear what, uh, what you have to say. So those are three things. So I like those. I think you have to be quiet every once in a while. Mm, if you're yeah. talking, no one else is talking. And the next part for me kind of feeds off something that you said was knowing your people. Like if you're discussing a, 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 an issue and maybe it's a personnel issue and, and you're going, oh my goodness, Greg, Greg, you have an HR background. What's your thoughts on this? And, and actually calling somebody out in, in a safe environment, not, I mean, we want to hear from other people and we, we want the conversation to be functional, but maybe there's somebody sitting at the table that has an expertise or a good amount of experience on that. And like, Greg, what's your thoughts on this? Just thinking about, you know, what you've done in the past and what you've brought to this organization. Number one, you're affirming them at the same time and, mm -hmm. and recognizing them for what, you know, their experience is and, and saying, you know, showing value to what they're saying so that they now go, oh, they trust me. Mm. So this is my opportunity to step up and, and participate in this conversation and perhaps, you know, bring some clarity to it. Maybe not a, a solution to the problem, but maybe to help bring some clarity to the situation. Yeah, I think you said something really powerful too at the beginning, and that's that power of silence. Um, Shut up. Oh my goodness. And there's a couple of things what I'm learning and I'm trying and it's hard because I get excited. Really? Yeah. yeah do you really yeah, get yeah, excited, yeah, yeah, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. And I do talk a lot. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm passionate. Uh, and it's not with bad intention, but you're right. I can fill a room by my energy. And I've always said that you and I could just turn on this thing and we don't actually need an outline or anything. We'll, we'll just talk for like right, two hours, right? Right, right. And and so that's good. But, uh, you know, a couple of things that I've, and I think I've mentioned this on our past podcast, but um, if you are a manager, some of my guiding principles are speak last, number one. So al allow the space for my people to bring their ideas forward and then whole, and if something's really bubbling up, write it down. And if something bubbles up, same thing bubble up, check it again and hold on to that. But then at the end say, hey, the one thing I didn't hear was this, does that resonate? But that allows everyone else to get their voice forward with regards to so That's one thing. The second thing is um, when you ask a question, give space, because you know what? We're terrible with silence. And uh, the one... But, we probably already have an answer that we think is appropriate, oh. and that's what we want to hear. And if somebody doesn't give it to us, we're just going to say it. We do this. So try this. If you ask a question, wait at least a minute. And if you can, too... Nothing wrong with awkward silence. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? A minute is forever when it's a silence. However, often what, and again, this comes back to different people that are working for you, sometimes it takes a while for the idea to germinate within. And so giving space is maybe a little bit awkward at first, but you know what? It provides a certain amount of pressure too, which is good. It does. It's a combination, but a safe pressure going forward. You know, so start trying. If you ask a question, wait at least one minute. And then if you're asked a question, wait at least one minute, preferably two, and say, that's a great question. I just want to think about that a second. You then model that safe space for people to say, it's okay if I don't have something right off the top of my head. You model that behavior. So I think you're right. Silence is beauty. 
And I, one of the things I've appreciated about other people, uh, when there's been a discussion and I've contributed is when after the fact, after the meeting, after the thing, whatever that is, two hours later, the boss goes by. Alistair, thanks for, thanks for that suggestion. Thanks for speaking mm. up. Uh, or, and, and that's something that I saw a lot earlier on, especially in my police career when somebody went, uh, that was good how that was handled or whatever. That, that helps you to trust yourself because now you're getting this feedback and going like, okay, I did approach it the right way. I did, mm. I had an idea and I brought it forward. I should trust myself more because these people appreciate it when I'm doing these things. And, and I saw that really early in my career. And that's why... Whether it's in person or if you're working remote, you go, hey, Greg, thanks for that comment. That was good. Or thank you for that question. And how else are people going to know they can trust themselves if they're not getting feedback from somebody that's saying that, hey, your participation matters, your ideas are good. And even when they're a little on the outside, they help form the conversation. So I really appreciated it early in my career when people would after the meeting was gone and there didn't need to be anybody else around. Matter of fact, I think it, for me, it was better when there wasn't anybody around because then there, were, you don't have that embarrassment aspect of it, right? That you're the, the teacher's pet or something, but they come by, Hey Greg, thanks for that comment. I, I never would have asked that question, but it really did inform the conversation. So thank you for that and keep it up. I, I love that. And you know, the, I would just build one other thing, you know, that I, cause this has happened to me when someone said that to me and said, Hey Greg, I really appreciate you bringing that comment forward. And it's been stirring in me. Uh, I've actually been thinking about some other stuff and you know, Hey, you got to get a coffee. I just like to probe a little bit deeper on it because that, that, so it, it has to be true. It has to be real. Like don't just say something for the sake of saying something, but when, again, it's understanding our, instincts and if something was really good and you really are you know thinking about it and you really do appreciate it just let people know because we do let those things go slide and we don't say it and to your point we lose can, confidence at in the moment yeah and it can be just a little thing just it can be dm somebody or send uh, something in slack or whatever it is or always better in person always better direct even if it's uh over we can see each other with regards to it but again know your people because sometimes uh, uh how did they want to receive it but make sure they receive it i think that's a brilliant idea so do you have anything else for the manager? I don't have anything. I think we've covered everything I kind of had on my mind. Yeah, I think so. It's really just that space, right? Yeah, for sure. So as employees, Greg, what do you think we need to do in this situation to uh, trust ourselves? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is just the same way. It is, uh, first of all, acknowledging yourself that you have a unique perspective. Um. The second thing I w would say is, uh, and I'm really trying to do this, is get out of your head. You're not going to know everything, but you have a unique perspective. So recognize you have a unique perspective, get out of your head, and really be present and curious in whatever conversation you have. The, the next thing I would say is just um, listen to your gut. Because, you know, when, when something is bubbling up, I use the word bubbling up, but you almost feel it, right? You, you feel a surge of energy or an idea that pops up. And uh, if you're nervous, write down that idea. Uh, and if it's a really good idea that you're really passionate about, it's going to bubble up again. 
And if it bubbles up a second time, then that's your signal to say something. And again, all those tools that we've talked about, something's bubbling up, hey, this, this might seem like a wild idea, I'm wondering if I could share it, I'm sensing, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, all those kinds of ideas are trust yourself. And always say, does that resonate with anyone else? Or um, what, what do you think about that? And, and, and be prepared for people to say, nah, it's not resonating. But, but again, it's like, know you have a unique perspective, um, uh, be open, trust your gut, and then step into it. Just, and start with little stuff. The, la- the only last thing I would say is, you, you always say this, is who are you talking to? Well, I would say, who around you um, can you engage with to support you? So even saying, you know what, I am trying to rate, trust my instincts more. I'm trying to bring my ideas forward and I'd love you to support me on that. And if that's your boss, that's even better because your earlier comment, they might say, Hey, Alistair, you know, cause if I'm looking for it, I can see when you sit up, you know, and you've body got language. your body language is going. And I, I said, hey, and I might say, Hey, Alistair, I, I'm sensing something's bubbling up. In, in you. Uh, do you have a thought? And that opens the pathway. But if they don't know you're on a journey to be more proactive and be more participative, and we've talked about it as a leader, I love when people are self-aware and they and they declare and then they start to step into stuff. Boy, that's 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 a sweet uh, way to create connection relationship and also um, demonstrate your potential. I like all of that. One of the the things that I have found important is uh, taking stock of yourself, being self-aware. And uh, I think having a conversation with somebody else actually helps this as well. But uh, n- knowing where you come from, what are your aptitudes, what have you had success with, and also knowing what your deficits are. When you're in a situation, maybe you don't have a lot of ideas what's going on or it's a negative situation or whatever it is, knowing who you are and where you come from and what you're good at and perhaps what you're not good at gives you just a great place to start off. And like, we all need to learn stuff. We all need to get to know people. It's all important. It's important to listen to people uh, just to get some kind of uh, idea of who they are and where they're coming from. But to trust yourself in terms of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I'm, I have some aptitude to do. This is, you know, where my strengths are and uh, where do I want to go? How, how can I contribute to this team? What are the other skill sets sitting around the room as well? And, and who, you know, when somebody is talking about something and I go, okay, they're, they don't have my experience in this area. So I'm going to, when they're done, I'm going to contribute and, mm. and add another piece to this. And, and trusting yourself that, you know, you do have, you know, we all know we're good at certain things mm-hmm. and, and just realizing that and be ready to go with those things. But at the same time, being uh, aware that you need to learn other things and you need to fit in with other people around the table. And, and so I think that 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 gets you a point where you trust yourself and even trusting yourself in what you don't know is an important thing. You go, okay, I don't know a lot about this, mm. but Greg does. So when he has, when he starts talking about this, I have this little piece of my own and you just trust yourself. And when you have the opportunity to step up and learn something or share something, um, I think it's that self-awareness of who you are and, and 
could be, come down to uh, your uh, communication style and, and making sure that you're you're cool and everything. And that one of the things that you and I have had the opportunity, uh, although you're my coach, I think it's probably a little bit more two way than that. And mm-hmm. there's been times when you know I've spoken into your life and mm-hmm. you've spoken into mine. And and I, uh, like I always do say, you know, who are you talking to? Because mm-hmm. sitting there by yourself, sometimes you need to say, "Hang on for a second. Yes, I yeah." I, I do think you have skills in this area. I, I know you're developing them and there's just a way to have a really good conversation. But the key thing to me is to just to be aware of who you are, where you come from, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And, and just knowing that you need to be, move forward and you need to work with other people. And I think that that gives me the confidence in certain situations to say, yeah, listen, uh, have we thought about this? What mm-hmm. about this idea? And trust yourself, trust where you came from. We all end up in new jobs all the time mm-hmm. and it's always a learning curve. And then there's a switch in process or, or an approach or whatever. Like we've all been to through a zillion changes in whatever organization we've been to. And to me, I think that's the place to start for me in my experience. It might be different for other people, but for me, that's my experience. <laughs> Are you okay, man? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of cough. I'm recovering because I did have a did have a cough, but it was it was uh, it was uh, being better, but st- starting to stick in a little bit. Um, I I love your comment there because I and the one thing that really resonated with me is know what you bring and know what you don't, and be okay with both mm. because you know um, life is a journey, and this is where this idea of every situation. Uh, it creates an opportunity for you to learn and grow. And it might be from someone else. It might be uh, something from yourself. But I think that's really a kind of a a part of um, trusting yourself is knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at, knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, and being okay with that. And I think that's where, uh, as a, a young manager, I probably struggled a little bit, is going, okay, I don't know that I'm just gonna think my way out of it. Well, that doesn't always work well. Mm. And I think that part about, uh, this is what I don't know about and, and being, and then going, oh, I'm just going to think my way. I, I, I can just reason this out. And maybe sometimes you can, but if you have the opportunity to, you know, realize that, okay, I don't know anything about this. Let me talk to somebody else yeah. about that. And I, as a younger manager, that's probably where I struggled, where I went, okay. Cause I found myself managing a team that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. It'd been years since I'd done that function. It changed. I'd spent a whole bunch of time in a very specialized area. And all of a sudden I find out, no, this is really general. And there's a zillion things that I haven't done in a very long time or ever. So I think that's the downfall in this. Admitting that you know you don't know what you're doing in this area and maybe you don't have enough guideposts to help guide you and just stopping for a minute, thinking about it, and who can I talk to? What resources do I have before I move forward and maybe say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing? Yeah, and you know, the, the power in saying, you know, that's a great question, Alistair. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have uh, the answer. Uh, but I do have some folks that I think have the answer. And so uh, I'd, I'd love to either set you up with those folks or let me, let me do some investigation and I'll, I'll promise to get back to you and then get back to them. But that people love that because uh, we all know that you don't know everything. Um, and, uh, and, just, it, and, it's, and it's freeing because then you're able to say, yeah, I know that, I don't know that, and you build that trust level. And then that also creates a space for that person to say, Oh, that's a great question, Alistair. I I don't know that. Um, 
but I think I know somewhere I can get it. So you start to lay the foundation and it creates that safe space that we talk about for people to kind of bring forward their ideas. So no, I, I really like that. that situation. I remember I, I was like a brand new sergeant in the police, like three minutes. And I was standing there with a very, uh, a, ve- a veteran sergeant. And this guy came up and asked him a question. I went, oh my goodness, I'm glad he asked him the question. I don't know that answer. And then he goes, he doesn't know the answer. I'm going, well, this is interesting. How is this going to play out? He said, listen, I don't know the answer. And to what you said, this is the person we're going to call and ask about that. And then we're going to tell everybody else about this because this is not that unique. Mm -hmm. It's going to come up again. Mm -hmm. And in terms of trusting yourself, knowing that you don't know the answer and that you're going to take the right steps Mm -hmm. every time to make sure you have the right answers Mm -hmm. or way out Mm -hmm. means you can trust yourself as well. It isn't just about who you are and what you know. It's what you don't know and that you have been shown how to deal with those situations as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Love that. Wrap up. Yeah. You know what? I I think we've had a great conversation. I love when sometimes there is just a very loose framework. Blank paper. Yeah. But I think this is, you know, I will just reinforce, we all have a really unique perspective and experience. And when we don't trust ourselves, we're limiting both our impact and also the opportunity for others uh, to grow and learn and see things differently and for an organization to be successful. So um, start small, um, know yourself, again, st- step up where you can, uh, engage others to help support you in it. Um, and you know what happens? Uh, as you begin to trust yourself on the small stuff, then you begin to s- trust yourself on the bigger stuff. And, and it just is an expanding muscle. It's just an ability for you to grow and strengthen. So, um, that would be my summary. And I think we all have an opportunity. It starts with me. Um, and then by engaging others, it creates such a much more powerful, uh, workplace and, uh, and, uh, just a great opportunity. I really like the idea of self-evaluation where you get to a certain point and maybe you're facing a situation, a change or whatever it is, or a new set of problems, you sit there, okay, what am I good at? What do I bring to this situation? What do I need to know? Mm-hmm. And I think that builds that trust, but also the confidence that, you know what? Life, our careers, it's just one set of new circumstances after the next. And by trusting ourselves, but also trusting ourselves about the things we don't know, about the things we need to learn, about the people we need to bring into the conversation. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like you and I have probably changed lanes, I don't know, dozens and dozens of times in our careers, even within the same organization. And that's the time where you just pause and you go, okay, where am I? What have I done? What am I good at? And where do I need to go? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think by trusting yourself and having those thought processes, there's a lot of people that are just like, they just bang, bang, they're all over the place and like, to me, it just, it's like a ping pong. Mm. It's like, no, I think maybe you should slow down and figure mm. out what you want to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And, and what, one of the things I like about trusting yourself and having a, a healthy level of confidence is that other people read that mm-hmm. and they feel confident and comfortable with you as well. And when you, you know, don't lose it, when you don't uh, make big mis- missteps that you know you should have made in the first place, I, I think that confidence comes up and as a manager, at the times when I've been a manager, there's nothing better than when somebody comes up to me and they're confident in what they know and what they don't know. And we have a conversation, we frame the problem, the issue, whatever it is. 
to me, that gives me confidence that this is going to be dealt with, even though at this moment, you know, the solution eludes us. Mm-hmm. I know we're on the journey to solve this thing. And, and as a manager, the times that I've been a manager where somebody comes up and they're all over the place, it's like, you shouldn't have come up and talked to me. You're not ready for this conversation yeah. right now. Now I have to take on the responsibility of dealing this thing, even though it's your job. So that, you know, trusting yourself, building the confidence, for me as a, a person that's been a manager or supervisor for a majority of my career, that gives me uh, some confidence in this person that we, they, us as a team, bigger team, we're going to be able to work these things out. Yeah. And you know what? We talked about this. I love that. And just one final build is this whole idea of uh, energy and creating the silence or the pause in the moment. Knowing how you're how you are. I talk, this is probably I, half the time I talk to people about it, it's knowing your energy, uh, creating when, when it's high or when it's really low, creating a, a pause, which we can all do, and, and then making choices in that moment. Because again, it's that silent, that pause point that you mentioned earlier, which is so powerful for me to say, huh, I don't know. Or, yeah, that's a great question. Or, I'm going to have to think about it. And it's interesting that um, the, the confidence in being able to say, I don't know, accelerates the confidence in you. Because I'm, I'm trusting you now that you're not going to say something that you don't know. If you don't know, I know Alistair will say he doesn't know. And that just makes me feel more confident. You know, I've worked for a few people, uh, mostly a long time ago, where you come up and ask a question. All of a sudden, there's this rapid fire thing. It's go, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Three of these things are contrary to each other, right? <laughs> right, right. And we've right. all had those people. I, I agree with you. I, that's one of the things, you know, when I'm working for somebody, a leader, whatever they are, when they say, oh, I'm not sure how we should deal with this. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. That's a friggin' leader. Yeah, yeah right? that's like, it. You know, I agree. I don't, I don't work for people because they know all the answers. Yeah. Uh, there, there's one leader in particular, what I really like, and this person was so knowledgeable in the area that I worked, they could have written the book, but when I was talking to them about something I was doing, it was in investigations, they just shut up. Yeah. They sat there and they listened to you. And then they asked these really good questions, which just confirmed that they'd done this a million times, right, and, right, and they right. knew, but they still cared that you have some thoughts about this yeah. and some experience. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure that they understood what I knew. Great. And then when I proposed the solution, often we arrived, they had already arrived at it. Right. But, but it just confirmed to them, okay, I have confidence. This person trusts themselves. Yeah. They know what they're doing. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it's that. all good. Um, Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, all I did was write a couple sentences. There's no there's no real framework here. It's... Uh, uh, <laughs> It was a little difficult for me, Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, oh no, it wasn't difficult for me. But anyways. No, it's never difficult for you. No, (laughs) no. Listen, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. Uh, Your philosophy, Greg. Yeah, but we do hope that you had a little bit of churn. Because my philosophy is that my coach uh, taught me. You like to poke the bear a little bit. I do. I like it. My coach shared with me earlier on that, you know what, in our conversations, there's going to be things that I'm going to feel joyful and excited about because there's things that, A, I agree with or I've actually been accomplishing. And those are good. And we hope that you had some of those today. And But there's also times when I might disagree or I, it might hit me the wrong way that I'm really not doing that way or, or I haven't done so well. Those are also good because both, uh, as long as they make you reflect 
And with that reflection, you choose to learn something from it, uh, possibly do something different, um, or just, again, that pause is so powerful. So we do hope that you maybe uh, felt a little bit of churn, a little bit of joy, but in all cases, that you reflect and learn and choose what to do with it. I love that philosophy. It is such a beautiful philosophy. I'm so grateful for Marlene to stick that in my head years and years and years ago. It's on like almost every podcast that we published. Yeah, it is. So you ready for a shout out? Mm-hmm. Castries, St. Lucia. Welcome to the club. St. Lucia, welcome to the club. Wow. We're in the Caribbean. I don't know if anybody I know is in St. Lucia, but uh, uh, that is so cool. Welcome uh, uh, to the Caribbean and uh, such a beautiful place. And we are a little jealous because we're full of snow up here, but um, we are super grateful that you've chosen to listen. Yeah, I'm always amazed when I uh, I don't play around with the with the the stats as much as I probably used to, but every once in a while a place will pop, and it's interesting. There's a whole bunch of places around the world that, on a weekly basis, sample our mm-hmm. podcast, and I, I just think that's awesome that we all kind of face the same issues and struggles and successes in the workplace, and it doesn't matter, you know, what your zip code is, what language you speak, and all those things. I just think it's great that people are listening to our podcast. And I do hope that whatever they're dealing with, whatever their experience is, uh, I think it's great that they're listening to us. And I'm always going to ask the question. So if you have other things you want to talk about this, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. Agreed. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. Uh, Thanks, folks. Uh, Remember, people are important. uh, And they're important to our success, to our relationships, and our failure if we don't really get a handle on it. So, uh Listen, thanks for showing up and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.